1: What's up, everybody? <laughs> Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. Uh, I'm your host, Samuel Claiborne. I'm here this week with Matt Kim Hello. right here Hello. in the studio in San Francisco. Also joining me are Colin Stevens at home. Hey. Hey. And then Justin Davis at his Fortress cool. of Solitude. With other people and, and animals and yep. stuff. I guess this it's not too solid. Several of us here. Um, we've got a, a masterpiece show for you this week. Uh, we're going to talk about a bunch of uh, spooky games because it is that time of year. That includes uh, Dead Space, uh, Silent Hills, all of the Silent Hills. There's lots of them. Uh, Resident Evil 4, uh, all these games that we're covering and playing a little bit right now. Um, but first, today we got a look at the new Final Fantasy 16 is that right 16 is it Six, we're at mm-hmm. trailer that, um ch- that can't be right <laughs> no, <it's> absolutely
2: correct <laughs> um, that means there's
1: been one a year since 1972 that's a final fantasy fact for you <laughs> um in the uh, trailer today there was a lot of callbacks to final fantasy past um including uh summons and crystals they're very very big crystals Um, and from Kat Bailey's coverage, uh, she mentioned that crystals are a famous part of Final Fantasy's lore going back to the original game. While they haven't been in every single Final Fantasy game, they're generally included as a more nostalgic element in the series. Their inclusion in Final Fantasy 16 suggests that Square Enix is intent on honing in on iconic imagery from the franchise, despite differences like the action oriented combat. So Colin, I wanted to talk to you first, uh, we got crystals, we got summons. Those are all old school things, but I believe I overheard today in a meeting we're all in that people are thinking this is the dark final fantasy and maybe in a, yeah. at least compared to the road trip boys, which I believe was the subtitle <laughs> of final fantasy 15. What do you think of that? Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I think this is absolutely the darkest mainline final fantasy that we've ever gotten. Generally speaking, final fantasies have been rated T for teen, as far as the SRP has been around. Um, and this one, I believe, is already rated M. But if it's not, it will be because there's like some pretty excessive blood. And there's even like we've gotten hints that there's like maybe sex scenes at the very least, like post coital uh, stuff where people are just sort of lounging in bed. Um, so it's I gonna believe be, that like, happens in more- the
1: opera house in Final Fantasy six. Isn't that why Do, that doesn't really? surfi- No, it doesn't.
2: <laughs> okay, I was going to say, like, I completely misremembered that. Scene. Um, uh, but yeah, it seems like it's going to be a much more sort of dark and and gritty Final Fantasy game, which you know isn't necessarily a negative or a positive. But the way that they've handled this looks really good. It, this looks like an extremely dramatic story without being melodramatic, which is you know, often the case for Final Fantasy. Um, but a lot of the story is being handled by people who did story 14 and a lot of its expansions. Oh, really? It's an amazing story. Um, so that's a Mac that's Kim Jam over here. Really, Still play. See here, those people post, you know, the, <sighs> the deed. Um uh, and the combat, I one of the big combat designers worked on Devil May Cry 5, which has incredible action combat. So it's it just this this feels like a no-brainer that this is gonna be an amazing game. Cause and they even mentioned today that like this game is. Finished. They're just polishing it for the next, like, I don't know, nine months until it comes out in summer 2023. So this game is going to be, like, polished to an absolute sheen. Um, I think that Square is really banking a lot on this game because they're I think they're tired of Final Fantasy having a sort of, you know, uh, not super consistent high quality lately. Honestly, mm-hmm. honestly, it's been since probably 12 that it was pretty widely agreed upon that that was a great game. Um, 14, of course, has huge amount of support but that one's an mmo so it's slightly in its own category but you know with 13 and 15 both being good but not necessarily you know up to snuff games in the mainline uh series i'm so excited for this and the story looks so cool and like it just there's so much drama and blood and violence Who, who's the and, fiery summon here is that ifrit that's ifrit okay that's ifrit,
1: yeah. and then bahamut's and so, the dragon, right?
2: Yeah, and so the whole the whole sort of gist of this game is there's these multiple cities, they all have their giant crystals, um, but they've been like slowly dying for the last fifteen hundred years, and the earth has been dying for the last fifteen hundred years. So you're starting this game in a very desolate, desperate place, and each of these. That's kingdoms, what makes it the final fantasy. Oh <laughs> finally. After sixteen it'll it'll end. Um but like uh, these crystals pick people uh, in their kingdoms to be their um dominance and the dominance house the summons, uh, which is we're getting into the nitty gritty here, but basically each of these, where are you people, getting this stuff from? Oh, it, it's, it's been pretty common knowledge that they've been. Oh no, I'm saying are but, there like press releases or something with this? Like yeah, they've, been, information? they've been talking about this for a long time and they've been talking about it even more today.
1: That's so cool. Um,
2: but basically uh, uh, there's just specific humans that are picked that house these summons inside of them. And then they bring these summons out and fight each other. Mm. And what I'm guessing is the main character's name's Clive, um, which is a silly name, but whatever. Um, uh, sorry to any Clives out there. Uh, there's a there's he, a
3: game series with Cloud and and Squall, and you focus on Clive as being the silly that's name. That's true. It, it's silly because it's it's silly because it's normal. That, uh, that's why I'll say that. It sounds um, cool. These crystal cities, though.
2: Yeah, and he's got he's got this little brother who's the Phoenix um, dominant, and it appears that his little brother is going to die, and that's what sets off his like story of revenge. But it looks like he will probably be taking these powers and abilities from different dominants as he travels throughout the world. And he's like, it seems like he's going around killing all of these people, and then once he kills these people, he gets their powers. Oh. To use in, would you like, say he's play
1: play. going rogue?
4: <laughs> I mean, you kind of yeah. The next I would oh yeah i mean i I like that it's these you know and and again we don't know like we're basing off trailers and like plot synopsis so who the heck knows but like based off what we've seen so far it doesn't seem like there's some big evil that is being fought against but instead it's kind of warring nations Mm -hmm. like it's kind of game of thrones-esque in that way and you know and and, you know final fantasy tactics and other other you know square enix games have have taken that approach too Mm -hmm. that's very intriguing and very interesting to me um I happen to really, really love and have a soft spot for Final Fantasy fifteen, mm. but I recognize and acknowledge that boys. I'm in the minority there. Yeah, the Road Trip Boys. Like, I love it. <laughs> um, that game has a really special place in my heart, actually. But, um, but, like, but Colin, you're exactly right that Square Enix seems to be really, really taking their time to make sure that this is like, you know, a breakthrough mass market success in a way that like the Final Fantasy mainline games have been on a, a little bit shaky ground for a while now.
1: Matt, what are your thoughts on this uh, yeah. big old reveal? Are you a Final Fantasy person beyond fourteen? I should ask first.
3: No, I mean not beyond fourteen. Fourteen is the only Final Fantasy that's game the one. That I play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the okay. only one that we I play. should start
1: with. One after this,
3: I I've heard that's <laughs> not true. I've heard people no, say it's, don't.
1: It's got elves. One's really good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. it's it's pretty short. You can get through pretty quickly. Um, it's got pirates.
3: Man. It's got it's pirates, got a shark. A big okay. shark. It's, I'll play. It's got... Strangers in Paradise, <laughs> which is a faithful <laughs> remake of One. Whatever. That's true. Yeah, but does Strangers in Paradise
4: have it? Does have matoya's cave in it yeah. which that song hits it oh, it's so you can so talk much to brooms okay hold on 14 <laughs> has matoya's
3: cave in it and you can talk to brooms in that yeah so really? yeah
4: what 14
3: goes well you've sold me on 14 right? <laughs> so yeah. i've already seen matoya's cave and her talking brooms but anyway but yeah right. I'm, I'm really excited for this one uh strictly because of the 14 connection you know let's call them says a lot of the pedigree right the pedigree is all mostly 14 people and like even the even the synopsis is actually kind of vaguely 14y like Hmm. 14 has a lot of i mean this was a couple expansions ago but when it began it was a lot about warring city states, you know, like different factions in this that one world. That makes sense for an MMO. Right? Yeah, right. And so it was one of the same things. So like I was watching this trailer and there's all these like little fiefdoms going like, Well, we're the best fiefdom. And I'm like, this reminds me a lot about 14. You mm-hmm. know, there was also uh, 14 has a huge, uh, huge sort of like uh the story leans heavily on crystals and and icons mm-hmm. or and titans and stuff like that. And so a lot of those elements are reappearing in sixteen, which is great for me because again i only played one final fantasy game but also you know it, it it's nice it's it's i think for me personally i'm really excited for it and you know whatever maybe it'll get me into the other ones so i um, have to ask our expert panel here has anybody seen a moogle oh,
4: zero moogles what about you just mean like it, on this earth like what no you in mean?
2: 16 <laughs> in the game stuff uh, yeah no. i think okay. there might have been. okay one, so we got a maybe on right. moogles
1: what about chocobos Yes. yes, we've seen Choguas, so like Chocobos confirmed, and the then battle. finally airships.
2: I don't know. <laughs> okay, so that's a maybe but too,
1: sh- and then
3: the bonus we round. Sh- have yes. we seen Sid yet? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Is Sid did. in fourteen? Sid's in fourteen.
1: Okay, well there you go. Sid. That those are the four elements yeah. that are in every Final Fantasy game. Because as we heard at the beginning of the segment, crystals only in some. Mm.
2: I think I think Sid didn't show up until Final Fantasy two. Actually,
4: isn't yeah? It's not in one.
2: Yeah. Well. um, well, uh, well, yeah, but that's of
1: course true, and that, you mean Final Fantasy four, but maybe is he in Final <laughs> yeah, Fantasy yeah. two? Uh, JP, no, no, he's in four. He's from Ooh. four,
2: right? I believe he's in that, two. The yeah. Japanese. I, my favorite
1: Sid that. moment in Final Fantasy four slash two, which I respect the use of two. By the way, I'm not not trying to correct that. Um, is when uh, Sid falls for a long time, and the sprite just spins like this in midair. Yeah, to yeah. falling. It is a great yeah. Sid moment.
2: Um, I'm, so uh, I'm out. No, please. I'm just, all I wanted to say is uh, final thoughts. I'm of the opinion that the best Final Fantasy games focus on summons, um, 6, 10, and maybe this one. Mm -hmm. And so whenever they really lean into that as a big sort of plot uh, device you usually get some of their best stuff so i think it's
1: sure cool too it's like happens. a lore connection mm-hmm. that's like the mm-hmm. old gods type stuff and mm-hmm. I, I i've never played a final fantasy where that's really um a focus i i, I out of the ones you play the later ones you, you mentioned but you know like rydia is like a you know, major character in four that's like you know can make these summons that's a big plot point and i guess you're right like six that's a big part of it too but um nothing like like the trailers for those games had they existed at the time wouldn't have been like, wait, do you see, you know, five, yeah. but
4: <laughs> they didn't care. Um, you could suplex a train though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you could, you could only in the original versions, right? Cause they, they nerfed the train suplex mm. in one of the reissues. And I believe it's been fixed since then. Um, yep. From our story, uh, final fantasy 16 is currently in development for PlayStation five as a timed exclusive. Uh, it is also expected to be released on PC but Square Enix has not yet confirmed an official release on PC. Uh, it's currently slated for summer 2023. So next time we do, what's the segment called where we look at games from the future? Do you remember what those are called? Uh, just game Scoop. I don't know. It's called uh, of Games or something. <laughs> uh, anyway, when Damon features that, we'll have to remind him that there's also a summer game coming up. Uh, everything else comes out before summer, though. So <clears throat> that's
0: nice to have a summer game. This episode of Game Scoop is brought to you by NordVPN. As Scoop Nation knows, your Omega Cops have been a little obsessed with a movie called Weekend at Bernie's lately. But as happens too often these days, it is difficult to find it streaming here in the U.S. That's where NordVPN comes in. With NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location to a more enlightened region, where they appreciate the comic delights of Weekend at Bernie's. And it's not just for streaming movies and shows. Switching your virtual location can allow you to save money by purchasing flights, hotels, and subscriptions from other countries at a cheaper price. And you can do all this worry-free as NordVPN threat protection features protect you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. Best of all, NordVPN costs the price of a cup of coffee a month, and one account can be used on up to six devices. To get the best discount on your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com gamescoop. Our link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com gamescoop.
4: let's talk
1: about all the silent hills there are a lot of them Mm. uh oh boy so in a stream yesterday that um uh was sometimes awkward and uh wasn't very live in the end either it was kind of uh uh, dropped as a video on demand video on youtube which you could just watch instead of a stream that was kind of a mess it also leaked right before it we got a whole bunch of information i think we already kind of knew about silent hill including that bloober team is working on a game in the Silent Hill series, yep. it is called yep. Silent Hill 2. Uh, it is going to be a remake of Silent Hill 2. Now, Bloober Team, uh, for those who uh, might remember, made The Medium, another horror game. Let me run down the list mm-hmm. of the other games that were announced and then we'll talk about them all. I need them explained to me. I'm not a Silent Hill player. So then we have uh, a No Code, uh, the developer that made Observation, which we gave a nine out of ten to. By the way, Double mm. uh, uh, mm-hmm. A AA is what they call this developer uh, size. It's not a AAA developer, but developer that made a good game that's more on the indie side. They're making a game called Silent Hill: Townfall. Uh, Neo Bards, which is a Capcom outsourcing company, so f- uh, to this point I don't think has led a project. They're doing a spin-off set in '60s Japan. Yes, please, uh, called mm. Silent Hill. Just kidding. It's called Silent Hill F. (laughs) And then multiple studios, including Bad Robot. uh, Yes, that one. uh, They apparently have a game development wing. uh, Are working on a game called Silent Hill Ascension. And then uh, Christopher Gans, Gans? Uh, the director of the first Silent Hill movie, is making a third movie in the series with Return to Silent Hill. So that's four games and a movie. I wanted to start with Matt, who participated in a lot of our news coverage of this. Were there any actual surprises in this
3: so, Bluebird team is working on a full Silent Hill 2 remake, which is like uh, one of those ground-up remakes, like you know Resident Evil 2 HD uh, or remake stuff like that. Uh, I'm getting it all mixed up now. But it's not an <laughs> HD remaster. Mm-hmm. We already had one of those, and that was terrible. So, what was terrible about the HD remaster? Uh, so this came out right around the time where there were a lot of like really cool remakes happening from um, uh, Blue Point. Blue Point. One oh day, yeah, yeah the sony like in, like shadow of the colossus is one of exactly, them exactly right and so they were knocking <laughs> it out of the park with all these uh, hd remasters and a lot of people were excited for a similar treatment for sound hill uh, hd which was going to do an hd remaster of two and three and what people got was not that it was uh it looked not that much better than the original ps2 versions mm-hmm. um a lot of the assets were Uh, Replaced with really like low quality versions of it. So there's like a really famous example where uh, there's a scene in Sound Hill Two where James comes to Sound Hill and there's there's a sign that says "Welcome to Sound Hill." Um, and the font that they use in the HD remaster is like Comic Sans or something cool. close to Comic <laughs> Sans. And, That's great. And people are just
1: like, "What is going on here?" Uh, so was, it's not just that like they cleaned up some polygons and there wasn't enough. They like nerfed it. Yeah, yeah. It well, just
3: ended up way worse than the original to the point where people were just like, "If you have a PS2 copy, just play that because it still looks well, better than this 3 HD version."
2: And the single biggest sin, if it's the correct version I'm thinking of, is they removed the fog. Which is like the staple of the games,
3: right? It's not that the fog was removed intentionally; it would just didn't work. Like you could see, uh, a, just a,
2: like the Ocarina of Time
1: uh, port on mm-hmm. Switch recently, they're like, "Well, we're going to clean everything up," so they just magically erased a bunch of the the draw distance yep. fog, but that made the murky intentional
3: fog areas look really silly. Exactly that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was bad. But this is not that. This is a full yeah uh, remake using Unreal Engine Five. Uh, and they talked about using a lot of the Unreal Engine five features that Epic Game has been talking about for the past year. So they're using like their illumination technology, like Nanite, and their physics technology. So uh, it looks it looks good from the trailer that we've seen, but that's all we have so far. So we'll. And, and why don't we have a remake of
1: one before? Like, why do people want Silent Hill two specifically? Well, for what I understand, there is a remake of one that people
3: like, right? Yeah, shattered so, memories. Shattered memories. I. Think. Uh, I I personally love that one. Mm. That one was a reimagining, so it wasn't like a straight one-to-one okay. remake. And so, they, kind of like the Resident Evil remake on GameCube, pretty much. Yeah. So they took the idea for one where the dad is looking for his missing daughter, and then kind of add in like new twist elements. I highly recommend it. I really like it, but it's not a, a faithful remake like what two is looking mm. to be from Bluebird. Okay. Yeah. So this looks like the thing that people want. Yeah, two is two is usually regarded as like the best one in the series. Cool. Yeah. Um. All right. What other games should we be excited about
1: in this bunch? Who, who wants to weigh in on that?
2: Um, Silent Hill F. Yeah. Okay. For sure. I'm actually more excited about Silent Hill F than I am about the two remake because um, it's 1960s Japan, like you said, which is a very interesting location. Uh, I mean, and, notably, and is Silent there Hill a lore
1: connection to Japan at all in Silent Hill so far? Not really.
3: Not really. Yeah. It's it's, it's Silent Hill is some American I don't know town. Pacific Northwest ish town or yep. something right yep it's always been in american town okay uh, a lot of the lore has to do with america so it's going to be really interesting to see what they do to bring bring that story back to japan okay
2: yeah and uh the visuals in this trailer which is just a cg trailer um are pretty extraordinarily they're they're beautiful but also like pretty horrifying and if you have tryptophobia which is the thing when there's like holes in like skin right um you'll get freaked out because all this like seeds are growing out of people's skin um, and it just looks really cool. Uh, my boss, Bob has a theory that it's called silent hill F because the F stands for five. And this is actually silent hill five. Come Ooh. on. So that I, I, I honestly, it, it makes sense to me. It's not um, just flowers. <laughs> it could be silent hill flowers. It could <laughs> or, like, Flowers silent isn't sea, cool you know. enough. What do we call it? How about <laughs> just <Jessica? laughs> So, um, if that's true, that's awesome. That's just a complete, you know, speculation. It just,
3: this looks so cool. Look it at it. It looks great. Uh, one thing I want to talk about F is that it's actually written by a uh, Japanese visual novel writer named, he goes by the pen name Ryukishi07. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he's the creator of like all of these incredibly famous Japanese visual novels, uh, the Higurashi series and the Umineko series that are all like murder mystery series with like supernatural elements to them perfect yeah which is like perfect for the series Mm -hmm. like he's super super well regarded his works are like super famous in japan uh all and his works are just like like, for example the higurashi series is about uh a small town like similar to the one that we're seeing in this teaser Mm -hmm. and just gruesome murders just keep happening like in a time loop and and these kids have to like figure out why is essentially the premise of it and so i think he's like a perfect fit for for Soundhill hill game
1: Nice. It, it, has he worked on a video game before? Is this kind of
3: the foray uh, into video games? I mean, the visual novels are video games. If you well, want. Well, okay, that's what you mean by visual novels: yeah, playable yeah. games, playable yes. games. Okay. Yeah. yeah, got it.
1: Um, what what's going on with the Neo Bards one? Or sorry, the No Codes one, the Silent Hill Townfall. Now we just basically got a cinematic trailer for that one, and it's kind of like um, that's the one where it zooms in on the TV on for the a long on time.
3: TV and the little radio. Yeah. Do we have any on. idea what type of game that is? So no codes makes a lot of like uh, games where you're sort of uh, kind of a passive participant so observation for example you're actually playing hmm. as a, uh, a camera security camera system on a, like an international Space station kind of thing Oh, cool and so you're just switching between cameras and then like zooming in and, and looking at clues and picking up puzzles and stuff like that and so that's sort of and what that's sort of what they do with their other game that I didn't play but I, I hear it's a simpler similar sort of like you're actually interacting with systems and functions rather than like playing characters that doesn't
1: sound like a bad match at all yeah. so far
3: this is this is hitting out of the park i think for uh, horror games and silent hell
1: what about the multiple studios game silent hell ascension i've
3: have, i've have no idea what to expect from what that one what the heck is this thing it sounds like a let's play is kind of what it sounds like where people mm. are watching a story unfold in real time and they kind of in, put inputs and maybe vote on what the characters so the do. trailer
1: is like text messages and then the description is about participating in something live
3: yeah that's basically all we have yeah where fans just get to decide the fate of the characters and how the story unfolds so it's it's that one's like really experimental but behavior is involved with it they Mm -hmm. make dead by daylight yeah so a weird but interesting potentially project potential project yeah there's not
1: really a bad developer attached to these games in the bunch or there's there's something cool in the development side of each of these yeah yeah
2: Um, It's it's very interesting that Konami isn't is apparently isn't making any of these in house. Mm I mean, they don't really make games anymore.
4: Yeah, Yeah. that's that's that that's like a similar like yes, you know the thing that I'm most excited. So I don't really like spooky games, as people know. Um, So like none of these Silent Hill games are just in games, but at like a bigger level, what I'm excited about is you know people give Konami such a hard time about sort of devolving into a pachinko machine and weird mobile game company like that's kind of what they've become since their breakup from with kojima um you know they're not really making castlevania they're not really making uh, metal gear (laughs) metal gear or silent hill and so like whoever over there is in charge of sort of the brand management of silent hills hit such a home run where Mm. you know we'll see if these games actually turn out great or not like you know we have to go through the motions of actually making them and launching them and finishing them but like the alignment of, like, who's making what and sort of the brand approach is just impeccable. Like, it's perfect, right? So mm-hmm. that gives me a lot of hope and faith that, like, hopefully Metal Gear and Castlevania and these other beloved franchises will be treated similarly down the line.
2: Wouldn't it be hilarious if they just shopped out Metal Gear to Kojima Productions? <laughs>
4: you know, yeah, or Castlevania too, right? Like, you know, yep. definitely, that. That's I don't think, well, the Kojima one's probably outside of the realm of possibility, yeah, but yeah. Castlevania could come back, I would say. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, you can, I mean, how exciting would it be, you know, next year at this time we get the Castlevania, uh, four games announced at once. Right. Mm -hmm. Um,
2: yeah. And, and mm -hmm. it's been a rumor for a long time that someone could be remaking Metal Gear Solid one for a long time is blue point that people sort of attach that to But blue point most recently said that the next thing they're working on is a, a brand new IP, um, so they probably wouldn't be doing that. But um, now I feel about a
1: remake. Now, why does that sound familiar? <laughs> right.
2: They're making well, now, a now steel it feels screw. More... <laughs> <laughs> well, now it feels much more possible. You know, now that it's happening for Silent Hill 2, you know, they could ship this, shop this out to a, a really good developer. and right. We could get a really good Metal Gear Solid 1 remake. And we have technically gotten that before. That was one that was universally.
1: So only one of these games has a release anything. I believe. And that's Ascension will be live in 2023. Mm. The rest of these don't have dates attached. You can correct me if I'm wrong there, but I believe that from reading all the news articles. That's yeah, I think you're right. right. Yeah. So something weird to play next year from Silent Hill. Maybe the others are down the road. Is there maybe I should have looked this up. There's no way to know now, but uh, the Silent Hill to uh, anniversary might be some year coming up
4: maybe yeah. nobody knows 2004
2: yeah. i believe is when it came out okay oh. so
1: 2024 would be appropriate right mm, that might 20, be wrong 20
2: years, <laughs> yeah that might have been, that might have been earlier probably 2002 now that i'm thinking about it so it'd be this year if it would be the 20 year
1: well, uh, well let's save speculating and release dates for 20 questions and uh <laughs> we'll go right into our discussion of another uh, spooky uh period uh, holiday appropriate game uh, res evil 4 um mm. so Uh, right before we hit record on this, we, uh, had a 30 minute, um, uh, live stream of Resident Evil news. And the biggest news out of that was Resident Evil 4 stuff. They basically showed a trailer. We also have a preview up. Check it out. It's really cool. Dale Driver got to play Resident Evil 4 and so did Brian Altano. Um, and uh, they got a lot of footage of it. We did a couple of cool things. We compared Resident Evil 4's uh, 360 uh, later version with this in uh, graphics. Uh, so Check that out. It's a great video. And then the preview itself actually explains a lot of the new stuff, which I didn't know what to expect, right? Because it's like, Is this game going to be a remake of a wonderful game that doesn't need any polish, or is it going to be a remake that adds to it? And why would you do that? Well, now we have a little bit of an answer to that. So... I'll go, let me go over some of the changes I've noticed and that we noticed in our preview. There, there are very few of them, but one of them is that uh, there's different story beats. So, right when the start of the game happens, there's a famous scene with a dog. A completely different thing happens in this game. Completely different. Uh, check out our preview to see what that is. And you know, you don't. Have, I don't want to spoil it for long term, I guess, Resident Evil fans. Although it's it's pretty interesting. There's also. Uh, crouching stealth and stealth takedowns as a big part of the game mm. now. You actually uh uh, uh I don't know if it's a big part of the game, but it's a part of our preview in which you could actually like avoid fights and uh, get through a whole house without uh, uh triggering enemy attacks. And then the the final one that Matt and I were remarking on before this is that there's attacks. so uh I forget the official name of the big chainsaw fellow, but uh he uh, uh attacks with his chainsaw and Leon has a chance to hit the l1 button and hold up his little knife and then the chainsaw <laughs> grinds yeah. it and yeah. it's just the most tense crazy scene mm. you can imagine and that's saying something because usually what happens in that situation is you just get deca- decapitated for an mm. instant kill mm. which is <laughs> one of those moves in resident evil 4 which i just have to really respect so mm. i don't think everybody here has seen the preview coverage because it's about to come out um uh, right now but uh uh what did you think of the the resident evil 4 stuff today let's start with matt
3: uh yeah i loved everything that i saw it looks really really good uh it i you know i think i was one of those people who uh maybe originally was like i don't think resident evil 4 needs a remake but i've loved two and three i've loved every remake capcom has made so far they're so good yeah they could Honestly, they could announce that they're remaking 7 next year, and I'll just be like, yeah, I'm down. <laughs> <You know? laughs> At this point, I'm just like, yeah, okay.
1: Because they've taken yeah.
3: the core games and improved them each time to uh, in such a, a, an
1: interesting way. Right?
3: Yeah, like, they've done such a good job with remakes. It's not just new visuals and new new graphics and stuff like that. Like, they change up, uh, you know, story elements. They change up gameplay elements. Like, everything, uh, like, two... I'm gonna say it right here: Resident Evil 2 remake is the best Resident Evil game in the series. Mm. It's incredible. Yeah, and and so, so every time that they're just gonna announce more remakes, honestly, I just like yeah, I'm down. Whatever you go, whatever you want to remake, I'll I'll, I'll play it because they've all been great.
1: Now, Justin, I know you don't like the spooky games. Is is did you break your your streak for Resident Evil 4 at some point?
4: Yeah, I mean, Resident Evil Four might be one of the last horror games I played. Nice. Like, no, like, no, like, horror games are not necessarily my thing. But like, Resident Evil Four is just a really impeccable, perfect action game. Right? right. And it, It's kind of not that. Be that was a criticism
1: it. at the time. Remember, people were like, "It's yeah. not even <laughs> <laughs> horror; it's just action." And now it's like, "It's the best horror game."
4: <laughs> and you know, very similar to Matt, I like in my head, I'm like, you know, that game's really impar- you know, remarkable and impeccable and doesn't need a remake. But then watching the remake footage, I'm like, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, there is kind of a lot of, you know, modern, like now thinking back on for like for the time, you know, absolutely a 10 out of 10. But, you know, controls slightly clunky, um, you know, some story beats, you know, able to be expanded and unpacked on, um, you know, seeing this footage. If you're watching GameScoop right now, seeing them back to back, you know, I think it's clear sort of the opportunity that Capcom has to uh you know, embellish this, you know, one of the all-time greats and, and just one of the all-time classics. Um, and it seems like, you know, it sort of is carrying forward that je ne sais quoi that like made mm. four is so remarkable, which is totally yeah. like intangible. It's just a gut check, yeah. right? Of yeah. like, oh, it seems to be getting that feeling right. Mm-hmm. Mm.
1: Um, one other difference that I've noticed in watching this footage is that uh this, this is strange to even think about now, but I, I played it recently on Switch and I had totally forgotten that this is a stop and shoot game, right? You stop and yep. then you shoot originally. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's new in this, that you don't do that anymore. You can run around yeah. and shoot, which means that there has to be other tricks employed to make like a crowded village of, mm-hmm. you know, inc- villagers like encroaching on your, your space. Like to, to maintain that claustrophobia, you have to do a bunch of other things. So the game just, that alone is just going to change the game. Yeah.
2: It's it's interesting. I I adore Resident Evil 4. I think it's one of the greatest video games ever made still. It just is impeccably designed pretty much front to back. And there's just so many tiny little decisions that add up to this incredible experience. But I, I, I couldn't really unabashedly recommend it to everybody a lot, largely because of that control scheme. I think a lot of people, especially nowadays, have a hard time playing that game if they haven't played it before because it has that very interesting stop-and-shoot design. Um, And as much as I love it and as much as it plays into that overall design that works so well for that game, uh, they they couldn't have brought that back. They had to use the sort of newer third-person Resident Evil 2 and 3 remake sort of core design. Um, And what's interesting is, Dale mentioned this in his preview, but overall the tone is a little bit darker, a little bit less silly, um, which initially had me a little bit worried. That it wouldn't be silly at all um that there wouldn't be any leon right however Mm -hmm. in 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 both the um stream and in our preview uh there is a moment and you can see it was in the footage a second ago uh you can shoot an oil lamp set a cow on fire yeah that cow will run over villagers set them on fire and the leon goes just like you can bill me for repairs (laughs) later yeah um, and it's just Cowboying. so funny. It's like, okay, classic Leon's back. Like maybe in the original Resident Evil Four, if you could do that, he would have gone even more ridiculous. Um, like he might have said something like, um, uh, "I mean, oh, I guess they don't like their steaks well done." Nice. Or, you know, something super one. stupid like that. But they still have that in there to some extent. And and in the preview, Dale mentioned that the bingo line is still in, oh. which is very
1: important. And the and the merchants back, and that's always a goofy element, mm-hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe it wasn't intended to be goofy, but boy, did it become so widely known and and memed out, right? That brings us to What Hast Thou Been Playing, our uh, segment on uh, what we've all been playing. Uh, I got an exciting one for all this week. This guy right here, Matt Kim's been playing Dead Space.
3: Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, not currently. I I went to a preview event and I played Dead Space for a couple hours, so I'm not playing Dead Space now. (laughs) No. But I did play the. Oh, you're
4: recording a <laughs> podcast now.
3: Well, <laughs> he was playing a game on his phone. Just no. Yeah. Well, we can talk about that. We can talk. Justin can talk about that one later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I played Dead Space Remake for a couple hours uh, at a preview event. Uh, the preview is live now on IGN. You can read all about it. But uh, I, I mean, I really liked it, and um, it's actually really funny because I, my preview hit on some similar things that Dale wrote about in his preview for Resident Evil 4 Remake, in that it's not about revolutionizing the whole thing like it's still dead space as you know and love it's just making this already great game even even better even deeper and adding depth to it and so like it's one of those things where you kind of don't really remember dead space looking bad or playing bad or Mm -hmm. sounding bad it's just like in my memory like the 2008 game still like was great yeah and you're playing this one and you're kind of just like yeah this is sort of how i remember it being which is it looks good and it plays good but then you kind of look back at footage and you're like oh that's an old game now like you like the ishimura looks looks really like polygonal in in 2020 and 2022 and so and so you're looking at all these graphics and blood and and gore and you're just like oh okay so this is this is just that but you know made with now technology and
1: part of your coverage (laughs) uh you mentioned that the ship you can traverse all the way to the front to the back like the whole game do you think they're going to play that up as like a gameplay element or is that just like a thing they're like oh yeah you can backtrack if
3: you yeah want. so that's actually really cool okay so yes you can tran you could traverse the ship in its entirety front to back seamlessly without any load times or any cutscenes like that and because of that they had to uh come up with a new solution to a weird side effect that happened was that if you already clear a room, you know, you've already beaten a room and you know that there's no bad guys in there and that you've already seen like the jump scare in there. Mm-hmm. You're not really scared to travel traverse back or uh, to to that same room, but they didn't want that to happen. So they have something called uh, the intensity engine, I want to say off the top of my head, like something like that, the intensity engine, the intensity modifier. And basically it's it rolls a dice of like random elements that could pop up at you so it's not like a roguelite or anything like that it doesn't like it's not it doesn't change the room in any significant way but you can go back and depending on you know what the decision of the engine is it could like add a hiss that wasn't there before like a steam hiss or it could add like 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 crawl crawling noises in the ceilings or it could even just drop a necromorph on you hmm. you know and but so, you
1: only have so much ammo in that game yeah. right? it's so bad if you have extra necromorphs exactly
3: so it's one of those mm-hmm. things where like they have they've added this thing where like well the ishimura is now fully traversable which means people are probably going to backtrack which means people are probably going to visit areas that they've already visited and maybe they're not going to be scared anymore so mm-hmm. the people at ea motive Figured that out by adding this little like small little randomizer to it then that's a really cool solution does this game look next gen it looks current gen really it looks, uh, cool. looks next gen yeah it looks yeah. great uh one day i think it's only announced for ps5 and xbox series x and X mm-hmm. S S X and s mm-hmm. and uh yeah i <laughs> F. F and F. Uh, the Xbox <laughs> F. It's set in 1960 Japan. The Xbox Five? <laughs> it works
1: in so many levels. Yeah. Uh,
3: but yeah, no, it looks next gen. It looks great. It sounds amazing. I'm really excited for this one. Uh, it's a good time to be a horror fan. Did they put you in one of
1: those mm. preview rooms where you had like the best headset ever and were sitting in the dark? And so it was especially spooky.
3: I can't say about the headset, but I was in the dark. And actually, one of the funny things was as I was recording gameplay for it and uh they had a little like webcam on the on the desktop thing and mm-hmm. i don't think this was for media it might have been for like an idea for a different event or something like that but <laughs> when i turned on the recording it did that thing where it was also recording my face oh, right. while recording Ooh. the gameplay and mm-hmm. i was like oh what's going on yeah. here it's like oh yeah let's just like see if you're scared but we can turn it off so i had it turned off because i didn't want to look
1: see it. if you're scared yeah <laughs>
3: but i didn't want to look at <laughs> my face when i was playing this video game so i just had to turn it off politely but consumer yeah consumer information yeah mining it all the
1: time <laughs> right, right? That's hilarious. Um, so all of us are playing uh, fun games. I'm going to get to the one that Col and I are playing, but Justin and Matt are both mm. playing a game called Marvel Snap. What's going on, with Marvel
2: Snap, Ooh. Justin? That was a good that's snap, a really good snap.
1: But my other
4: hand can't even snap. So wow, interesting. You should get hired by Nintendo. Side. That was a Nintendo-esque snap. Yeah. Yeah. So Marvel snap is um, more than just a pretty face on the card game scene. So it's made by, well, okay. I almost made the mistake of saying a game is made by one person. <laughs> Obviously every, almost every games are made by teams of people, but the face of Marvel snap and the studio head is this guy, Ben Broad, who was uh, the game director on Hearthstone for many, many years and a very visible. He was always the guy that was like front and center sort of, you know, marketing and talking about the game too. Um, and so, you know, obviously a lot of sort of talent and expertise on making, you know, accessible card games that are also deep and flashy, but now bringing it to, you know, the Marvel Universe, it's like, it, it's a match made in heaven. And I'm happy to hear that, you know, it's delivering on that promise. Um, I, there's, too much, there's too much for me to to explain. I gonna mean, have to sum up instead. Um, I like the game's business model. Uh, you can never ever pay to unlock cards faster or unlock power. Nice. You're only paying for cosmetics is to kind of bling out your deck. Like, you know, you'll have these regular versions of a card, but what you could pay for is to get like a pixel art version of that same card, but it's the same card with the same stats and stuff like that. So I appreciate that. Um, the game plays crazy fast, which is part of what makes it so addictive. Like each match is just a couple minutes long. Um, And I think probably my favorite little feature of it is that it has this, um, it's almost like a press your luck feature where if you think you're winning, so you either win points or lose points on like the ladder, the ranked ladder, if you win or lose the game. And if you think you're going to win the game, you can hit like the snap button at any time. And then it's going to double the points that you win and your opponent's going to lose double the points and they can just retreat. They can say, no, I'm losing, or I don't think I'm going to win. And then they can just retreat instead. But that can also be like a bluffing mechanic of like, you can hit snap. Like maybe if you don't think you're going to win the hopes that like, maybe you can force Mm -hmm. them to retreat. And so the mind games involved inside of like the, the gameplay mechanically is simple, but it strikes this perfect balance of like, simple mechanical gameplay but every single choice you're making in the game is interesting every turn and so um, i actually like the art like
1: i've been saying i hate the art for so many marvel games recently and i like the art in this
4: and you know and so it's totally fully featured like it doesn't feel half-baked or feel like a beta but it also feels like you know like this is just the beginning there's really only the one game mode just play ladder that's it like you can't play against friends yet. You can't play against like it's not these other modes are playing against the AI. And so, you know, again, it doesn't feel like half a game. It feels like a full game, but it also feels like clearly they have a roadmap of like, well, you know, what new features, new modes, new cards are we going to introduce for years to come? Like, I feel like this game is a bright future ahead of it.
1: What do you think,
3: Matt? Uh yeah, I agree. Uh I'm just gonna add on about the cosmetic part because uh, Justin's absolutely right. Like you can't buy new cards for their ability or anything like that. I hope that's, that that works because that would be really mm. refreshing if if games switched to that. Right? It's the mm. art style in this game are I can't I I feel like some of the art is borrowed from maybe comic books, or at the very like least, it. like uses like fame or hires com- famous comic book artists to mm-hmm. draw some of these cards. Because I, I feel like I recognize some of them. But yeah, there there are variants where you can get a a, a fully pixelated Wolverine, and uh, it's compelling enough for me to be. And I play played enough of this to be like, yeah, maybe I do want like a fun looking mm-hmm. Wolverine in my deck instead of this like regular mm-hmm. angry looking Wolverine. You know.
4: <laughs> I want to add one more thing where like the game has this, the the conceit of the game is that there's three, there's three locations like left, middle and right. And they're different on each game in each game. And each one has a different rule. Like any card played here has double power or like whatever, like each it's, you know, so no two games are the same. And, but what I like about that is the game isn't afraid to just make some of those lanes or some of those locations, just insane like insane effects of like you know like whoever i don't know i can't even think of an example like whoever has the fewest number of cards here just loses the game and so then what's normally a game where you're trying to balance between these three locations is like now you're only fighting over one location or it'll be something like you know after after halfway through the game you and your opponent like switch hands so you give them your cards and then Mm -hmm. like you get their cards and like that happens one out of every eight games, like something weird and crazy that like f- completely flips the game on its head happens. and you know, the card game feeling like a game and not like an eSport or something like it's not afraid to be like weird and unusual and like odd and like take its rules and say, nah, for this game that's not going to be the rules. The game's gonna play in a different way. and and I appreciate that about it too.
1: All right. So speaking of uh, superheroes, uh, there's four of them in the game that Colin and I are playing. <laughs> Colin, tell me about your experience with Gotham Knights so far, which we gave a five to today mm-hmm. on IGN.com.
2: Yeah, man, what a disappointment. Um, uh, so as you mentioned, our, our reviewer Travis gave it a five, which is a mediocre on our scale. And I, I completely agree with that assessment. It's just a mediocre game. Um, I can really only think of like a couple of things it does particularly well, um, which to be nice. Okay, here, I'll mention them real quick. Uh, I think that the city itself is pretty well designed and well defined. Yeah, I um, agree. It's actually kind of small for an open world game, but I like that it's small. Um, and all the different boroughs and stuff feel pretty distinct from each other. And so that feels good. And then um, they also do a pretty good job of you can choose which of the four heroes you're playing as at any time. It's Nightwing, Robin. Red Hood, and Batgirl. But it's really three Robins and a Batgirl. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, when you do any cutscene while you're out on like the, these night es- escapades, you um, It'll tailor that cutscene to whoever you're playing as. And it does a pretty good job.
1: Yeah, of, so like, closely that the crew that was playing this, uh, including myself, that were all choosing different characters and playing through them. I kept them saying, well, I had brought up at one point, I'm like the story seems really focused on Batgirl and I'm only playing as Batgirl. Is that like that for everybody else? And like somebody else is like, oh, I thought I was going to say the same thing about Robin. So like they worked really hard on that part of it.
2: Absolutely. So those are the two things that I have that are like particularly nice to say about this game. Oh. Uh, the combat's bad. Um it, it has well, it's no, easy. none of the sort of if you like that. It's it's extremely easy. <laughs> uh, it has none of the sort of tightness or rhythmic qualities that the Arkham games had. Yeah. Um it's it sort change of those that? basics. Like I don't know. I, and and I'm, I'm trying not famous. to compare it too much to those games, but it's like every other open world game copied them after that. The Spider Man games copied them mm-hmm. after yeah. that. I mean Shadow now of Mordor took it too, right? Yeah, yeah. And so they did they made it different almost for difference sake. Um, and it has these RPG elements that feel very superfluous, but then they kind of start forcing you into leveling up and all of this stuff. Because um, if you keep going through the game, I've almost beaten it. And now I'm at the point where like the main story missions are like you need to be between like level thirty two or thirty five oh, to play this mission. So the they don't m- They don't absolutely make you do that. You can, if you want to, at like level 27, like I was, try to do one of those missions. But then it just makes every single enemy, not harder, just have way more health. (laughs) Um, To the point where like an enemy, like a sort of bruiser kind of enemy, um, would take genuinely like 100 hits for me to kill them. So it would basically force me to do the uh, leveling up and grinding of an RPG, except for I don't want to do that. I don't want to do any of the side missions in this game and um the bosses in particular The side missions by the uh, way are
1: just like drop in on some baddies and knock them out and then yeah there's like a few variations you have to interrogate
2: people a lot yeah um and it's just not that fun they're like and oh it's it's what
1: you expect in like an open world spider-man game it's like stop the crime basically mm.
2: yeah exactly and so just and front like, to
1: back yeah, for like a couple hours that's fine but like grinding that stuff is ridiculous there's no variation yeah,
2: yeah no, and don't you
1: have to do it for each character if you wanted to you know like to yeah, switch over like if you want to unlock your skill tree for another character yeah. you have to re-grind that character mm-hmm. it doesn't it, there's no that's respecking? Crazy. you and can't carry over your points. so like even like that freedom of switching between characters like at the point i'm at with batgirl now like it would yeah. be so so counterproductive for me to switch to another character mm. yeah i couldn't you even fly around the Knighthood? city because i unlocked that with Batgirl oh God, already so and i can't annoying. fly around the city with other characters oh. until you grind like, for. How do
4: you how far have you lost your way making a Batman game like this, <laughs> where you switch characters and then you can't glide anymore, yeah. like in an, in an Arkham yeah. game? Yeah, that's exactly I, okay, it. I guess it's my mistake. It's not an Arkham game, and maybe that's the mistake we're all making, is that I mean, like it's close enough to those Arkham games that it invites the comparison. It's the same
1: universe, like it's, right? It's the same story, same people.
2: It's it's. I think it's technically outside of the Arkham universe. Oh, it is? Okay. Um, but still, it's that's what was confusing adjacent. me because
1: I was like, oh, did they introduce like Red Hood and stuff in other games? And then and then the answer mm. is yes, they are in those other yeah. games. But I don't, I didn't play the later Arkham games, mm. but it doesn't yeah, sound like it's, it's part it, of the exact same continu- continuity then.
2: Yeah, it's, it's just it's just tricky. It just seems like a million sort of bad decisions after another were made for this game that was seemingly in development for a very long time. Yeah, I think this was the first game that they made sense. Arkham Origins, which was the worst of the Arkham games, to the point where they didn't even put it in the Arkham collection. Um, but like in my mind, there's like two major changes that they could have made that maybe could have not had this domino effect, and they could have either focused on one person, you know, mm-hmm. make this a Nightwing game or make this a Batgirl game. And if you want co-op, then maybe just let Robin jump in and help you out, mm-hmm. um, and just tailor it to that character. Or, and someone else suggested this in our their Slack uh, for Gotham Knights. You could keep the four character thing, but make it so like, you know, certain story missions are specifically for Red Hood or are specifically for Batgirl because there were multiple times. That'd be smart. Even if
1: because because if Robin the dialogue... plays stealth. Right. So that would be really smart. Yeah, in the exactly. To that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And and like uh, there were some dialogue that like I would I was Nightwing the, the whole game pretty much. Yeah. Uh, and uh, there's a part where he's like, "Man, Robin would really love this," and it's like, "Yeah, I wish that I was seeing Robin's cussing right now, <laughs> or like a cussing that has like very emotional stakes for Red Hood and means nothing to Nightwing." And it's just like, "Why?" I just want to see how Red Hood would have reacted to this. And so I think they could have done the four person thing. It just, just it is. Um,
1: I, uh, despite all that. I would play more of this game and I, I'm maybe six or eight hours in, I know you're t- towards the end. And like, I did, you know, there's moments in there where I'm like, this is fun. It's just, I, I, when I look back at what I like, you know, I'm, I'm weird because I like Arkham Asylum the best. Um, but like when I'm trying to do, play that way, like, just like, like me, like uh stealth from above, for example, like there's just no option for that. For example, yeah. uh, there's yeah. no, Nothing as clever as Riddler trophies. There's nothing mm-hmm. that's, you know, about upgrading like um, some sort of traversal system aside from that like floaty part. But like there's nothing where it's like now you have this this weapon that like allows you to get in these doors. Like there's nothing metroid about it. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm in disbelief. Like I, those are yeah. those are the great things about a Warner Brothers Batman game that were all removed. And I just don't, yeah. I, and I think there was maybe for a cynical reason to make sure that there was co-op in it and you make it a little bit more like these kind of open world games that, um, you know, I think Marvel's Avengers or suicide squad is shaping up to be even closer to, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Very, very strange. Very strange decisions. Yeah. But as I said, I still want to play more of it, and I like I like playing through it. And so, you know, I, I think I think a little bit more highly of it than a five. But no, I think
2: I think my opinion of it waned the more that I played it. See, that could further be I got to into bit. it, the more I was like, I was like, yeah, this is like a seven to me. This is a good yeah. game. And okay. by the by the point I'm now, I'm like, yeah, this is pretty friggin' mediocre.
1: Yeah, those those just, grinding walls seem ridiculous.
4: Yeah, yeah. like who benefits? who like you need to gain five more levels before doing yeah. the next main mission. Like what, like wh- why, like yeah. what, what is it in there for? Like, yeah. like you said, Colin, what chain of decisions led yeah. to like that being in this game is
3: just baffling. I mean, it's just time thing. Usually. Right. It's just yeah. kind of like, but a it's cyclical, not like it's unfortunately it's
4: not, it's, it's like structured, like a game as a service game, but it's not exactly. That's yeah. a, so yeah. it's exactly just bizarre. Right.
2: Yeah. And, and so it's like wh- at what point was this supposed to be one and then maybe like maybe right. uh the vendors came out and they saw how big that bombed and they were like okay we've got to remove this but it's like oh we're halfway through development this is what the game is right now you know what i mean yeah. so who knows what happened but um, and there, unfortunately i'm not a huge fan
3: is there are there multiple difficulties like can you say to like easy medium there are okay. so what
2: I, I i admittedly i wasn't going to talk about this because i didn't want people to think that i'm a noob or anything Um, it was taking me so long to defeat enemies. They weren't hard. It was just taking me so long to defeat them because their health was so crazy that I genuinely went down to easy just so I could beat them
3: fast. I was going to say, so what I do is uh, I don't like grinding in JRPGs when I Mm. play them. So like for Persona 5, for example, like I love the Persona games. I just don't have... 60 hours sure. to grind and like yeah. gain 10 levels just to get to the next dungeon. I usually play those games on easy, not because like the combat becomes significant, like it's too challenging for me, but I just want to experience the story yeah. and also beat well, the dying game. Dying
1: in an RPG can be like a two-hour yeah. too, so I don't know. Yeah. That, so, that's that's a problem too. You got to remember, people play games for different things. If you're playing it for the aesthetics and the story and the music and everything, like Persona. Most people play it for that. They don't play it for like, I want a challenge yeah. I'm going to go play Persona. And when I get in that school classroom, I'm going to get everything right <laughs> every single time.
3: Yeah, like I'm not min-maxing the party. You know, I just want mm. to experience the fun high school lifestyle.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, mm. that doesn't make Gotham Knights more fun,
1: it sounds like. I think we need to switch over to Video Game 20 questions. Sound good? Ooh. All right. <laughs> this one is from Matt from New Hampshire. No. Mm. And, uh, yeah, different Matt, maybe. Right. We'll see. What we'll <laughs> if that's the meta? Uh, <laughs> and uh, let the questioning begin. Should Do <sighs> I need to refresh the, 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 uh, the rules? No, it's just 20
3: questions, right? It
1: is just 20 questions, uh, the the caveats being very few, uh, one of them being, you know, we don't ask about, like, the title of the game, like, right. does it start with S mm-hmm. and stuff like that, but I think I think you've played enough before. It,
2: does it end with... F?
4: <laughs> that's not that's not that's not an actual question he's making moves. Yeah. No, 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 no um, we I'm, share the
1: pool uh, right we're, you could ask that question yes. 26 times if we had 30 questions
3: <laughs> and we're, we're all uh, sharing the pool of questions right okay yeah. okay
4: yeah and then and then you can't ask the name of the game if you ask the name of the game and you're wrong then we lose
3: oh right right you so right, can't right.
4: just start guessing games okay right. uh did this game come out in the 90s
3: no it did not Did this game come out in the aughts? So two thousand to two thousand nine. Negatory. Um. Did this
2: game come out in the after (laughs) two thousand and nine? Yes. Okay. Is this game
4: on the Nintendo Switch? Uh...
1: man. It's
4: hard hard being Damon, isn't it? Like we all give him a hard time for not knowing, but then um. He genuinely this, does it quite well. The stuff that you think you would know, then you second-guess yourself. Yeah. yeah. We should uh, ask if it, it for, is not on the Nintendo Switch. Okay. It's probably not a Nintendo game either, unless uh, Sam is yeah, just yeah. really you know, hammered <laughs> up.
1: I like that deception. Yeah. Uh, mm, that's four questions.
2: uh was this game released on a handheld device
3: no it was not oh okay yeah. um the... did this game win any of our best of end of year awards uh any of them any of them yes oh
4: interesting Ooh. so acclaimed yeah. to some extent it's a spicy question. Mm. Or it was like music or something like that. Mm. You know, you never know. Um, yeah. OK, uh, did this was this game made in Japan?
3: No. OK. Um, Is this game part of a famous franchise? Oh, yeah. Oh, OK. Um,
2: was this game released during the PS4, Xbox One era of consoles?
4: PS4, Xbox One. No what interest there was not. so hold on so it's not a switch game a last gen game a handheld game it came out after 2010 so that either means it's you know pc um mm. or or it's you know it's current gen like it's returnal or something that's only on this gen yeah.
2: yeah i say here okay i'm gonna go for it was this released during the ps3 360 era did you yes oh yes okay oh okay that's, Okay. For some reason, so that after, was being
1: missed by
3: y'all, so it's good you got it. Yeah,
2: 2010 onwards in that era.
3: So yeah. really just like 2010 to like 2013 yeah. at that point. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So late era, okay. Hmm. Was this game an exclusive to
4: any platform?
3: No. No, okay.
4: Was this game made by a company that That's 10 has or still had an E3 stage show? That used to have or still has? justin published by that's like your question (laughs) like you can't be mad at me for that that's the sam claiborne it's also it
3: it won (laughs) it won some of our best of awards and also it is part of a franchise so those are immediately
2: my mind went to final fantasy 15
3: um that was ps4 i don't know if
2: square ever had oh yeah you're right
3: thank you thank
2: you for that catch final fantasy 13 man
4: it's also but this game was not made Um, in japan this company has had
1: an e3 showcase before Mm, that's okay, okay 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 but not japanese not,
4: not konami oh it's not japanese Not japanese. Right. so so activision is really the only major publisher that has not had a stage show the rest of them have at one time or another yeah, uh, the u.s like the non-japanese studios mm-hmm. so you know ubisoft, ubisoft. has ea yeah but um,
2: I, I assume sam would have immediately known uh if they had
4: or had not had an e3 you know ubisoft and ea is this an ea game
3: no is this a ubisoft yeah. game no. See? Rip. <laughs> so um, who else
4: who else had the stage show? Man. And but it's and it's not an exclusive, so obviously not, you know, Xbox. Yeah. Interesting.
2: Um there's like Devolver. Oh shoot. Yeah, this
1: wouldn't have to be a stage show because they have everybody has things right. now. Right? Devolver's a good one.
2: Mm. And they well, there's like Hotline Miami and stuff. Mm. I believe that they did one and two.
4: Which uh, let's see when we asked if it was part of a famous series sam said oh yes and i don't know like hotline in miami yes part of a series but maybe not not and oh
2: yes
3: (laughs) yeah
2: Yeah. good call good call um Mm. it's very interesting
4: did this game come out what was this game when it was initially released a downloadable game Physical copy, okay. so it's not like some tiny indie, yeah, XBLA, yeah. Good B- PSN that. game. It's not <laughs> Fat Princess. <laughs> oh, oh man, yeah, I kind of liked Fat oh. Princess.
3: Yeah, I thought Fat PlayStation
4: was though.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'm just
2: trying to think of these really esoteric, random one-off E3 conferences that were never a part of like the big
3: boys. There were so many of them I mean, in, the, in the past. You know, That's not so, going to help okay, you too so, much
4: with this. You, you won't be okay, surprised when okay. you guys. So, you know, Square Enix is obviously a Japanese company, but like Tomb Raider, like, you know, they made, there were games that were not made in Japan that they published. Mm-hmm. So it could sure, still I'm be a first... Square Enix game. Could be Deus Ex, Human Revolution. <laughs> How many questions to- have we
2: asked?
1: You're at uh, 14.
2: Ooh. oh shoot
3: uh okay um, hold on do you want to do genre
2: how do we want to tackle this from here?
3: is this is the does this game have a woman protagonist um
4: yeah what why what was that um,
2: maybe it's you can choose mm. um, which could make it like skyrim or something along those lines can you be a woman in skyrim i think you can
4: sure yeah yeah, yeah. You can be a cat. You can be a cat. That's That's very true. (laughs) (laughs) Which
3: is why Um, Skyrim got Game of the Year. I don't know. Well,
4: that's fifteen.
2: So far aligned with a lot of stuff. Um,
4: Could be Skyrim.
2: Would this game be considered an RPG?
4: No. Mm. It's not Deus Ex. It's not Skyrim.
3: I feel like it's not Tomb Raider because of Sam's like weird response to the question. (laughs)
4: Mm -hmm. i agree gotta be a little bit careful uh playing the playing the question answer instead of just playing the answers yeah got Mm. three questions and a guess i this is around the point in 20 questions where i usually just give up Mm. it's it's late so i'm wondering
2: if there's a meta i mean there's it could be a spooky it could be a spooky, but I think all three of the big spookies that were in this episode were all Japanese.
4: Mm. It's spooky season though. It's true. Are there any big uh, non-Japanese horror game franchises? Mm. There was a, uh, there's fear. fear. Boys, who made that? I don't know.
3: Yeah, but would fear be an emphatic, yeah, part of a big series? No.
4: <laughs> yeah. Um, mm. Just like a secret. Fear fans.
3: <laughs> yeah, right.
2: Wait,
4: oh I I for a second I thought I was clever and I thought it was Dead Space, but that's an EA game. Yeah. Turns out not clever. Uh we're losing it,
3: guys. Mm, we are losing it Not an RPG uh so
4: it's interesting that they had an e3 stage presence it's not a downloadable game only so it's not like you know a devolver mm -hmm. like i don't even know how many of those smaller companies were around in the xbox 360 era
2: maybe like maybe this is like uh like a call of duty or something and maybe activision did have like a one-off stage show or
4: something i don't think they did
2: i think we have to try to get a genre because otherwise i think we're completely rudderless right now
4: it could be a spooky game it could be amnesia it could be, I mean, we don't know that it's a console game. It could be a PC game.
2: Sure. We have three questions. I feel like we've got. I'm just trying to think of big franchises that would fit into this.
1: Big French prizes.
2: Mm. <laughs> French prizes. Okay. I'm just, I'm just going to go with it. Is this a shooty game? No. Oh. Oh. I On RPG, not a shooty game. Probably some sort of
3: character action. A non shooty non-RPG big franchise game that feels like
4: Plants for zombies. <laughs> Peggle.
3: <laughs> it had a physical release. Did Peggle have a physical release?
4: Probably at some point. I know. Um... No, I don't. Know, I don't know. Like I, I told you, I already told you. I've given up. Um, Justin's out. Justin's out. Yeah, basically, except a troll. <laughs> uh what? unless it comes to me in like a flash which happens when every game you wait till 19 <laughs> for that is when that happens
3: yeah. why are there so many video games uh what what was our questions regarding platforms what did we ask already
4: we know it's multi-platform mm-hmm. and we know it's not on a handheld platform it's on,
1: and of the ps3 360 generation oh, okay yeah
4: and the ps3 360 generation and it's not made in Japan. But not after 2010.
3: after 20. It's not an RPG. <clears throat>
4: did we eliminate Ubisoft or did we just lose yeah, right by No, we way. asked
3: Ubisoft and EA. Yeah. Uh, is this a PC exclusive? No. Well, then we got one,
4: one question left. Um, one question and a
3: guess, or question, this is it? Yeah,
1: one Q and a, and a
4: G. Man. I mean, um. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about Activision. I don't think so.
2: I don't know what other big games they would have had outside of a shootie.
4: <laughs> Crash Bandicoot?
2: Yeah, but not at that point. Yeah, would Tony it, Hawk? Not at that point would it have been, you know, a Game of the Year winner, I don't think. Maybe Tony Hawk.
4: Yeah, would have won, won Best Pop Punk soundtrack of the year. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Could have won a Best Sports Game, I guess, technically. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to take it away from you, Colin. You, still if have you have a question. Yeah, if you have a question, like, go for it. I don't, I
2: mean, I'm just, I'm so stuck Um I feel like I will say
1: some of our most common questions would solve this for y'all immediately, and they haven't been asked. I should
4: watch more of this. Have, show we, have we mentioned the name of this game already? <laughs> no. Oh, no.
3: Wait, no. 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 <laughs> what are our other most common
4: questions? No, that's it. That's I it. just so ruined it just, for yeah, us because we we now we're done.
3: Now we got. A, now we got a guess. Do we each get a guess, or do we just? No, have one? you no? just get one that's guess.
1: It. You get to agree on. However, you can also just uh, wave the white flag, for,
4: forfeit. Yeah. Well, I. I give up,
2: Justin. Just really quick, what are some we of the we know biggest that questions, Justin? Like? What are some, are some
4: of the some biggest, of the biggest questions? questions? Yeah, I don't know, dude. Like, <laughs> I've done this show. Oh, I've done I've played twenty questions literally hundreds 400 of times. Hundred times, <laughs> and I can't. It's like it's new each time. I feel I like I don't, I don't, ever, good I don't ever learn anything. Uh, uh, That's why I asked. Have we mentioned the name of this game before? Because I feel All right. like that. Are right, you ready to call it? Yeah. Um, All right. Here. Well, hold on. I'll just.
2: Yeah. You I'll can throw out a yeah, guess. Come on. on. Throw out a guess. I'll throw out a guess. Sh- I will. I don't even think that this lines up with the dates, but um, are you sure you're fine with me just saying a freaking game? I mean,
3: if you want to say the name, I'll <laughs> well, say. Well, you I'll can up, agree yeah, on the game I'll up her down it okay. you No.
4: Know,
2: uh, I want to go.
3: Say,
4: I'm, I'm. ready will, to go eat dinner. Like. Yeah,
3: I'm <laughs> okay. I also want to go home. But yeah. I will
2: say Portal Two.
4: Okay. No, that's not
2: Portal Two.
1: That's a guess. a good guess though. Uh, All right, so this game was, as Colin was getting at, a character action game. The question I would have expected to ask uh, maybe is: uh, is this a a licensed game? Uh, It is indeed part of a meta because it is a game that we've all talked about today. Uh, It is uh, from Matt from New Hampshire: uh, Arkham City from 2011, Ah. uh, Rocksteady, London. Mm, WB has had a few of those weird one-off conferences. Uh, came out for 360 ps3 pc and wii u originally of course it was ported to other things we gave it a 9.5 of 10
4: you said yes this had a female protagonist it does
1: you? so you can play as Catwoman you through the entire play. game yeah that's right oh,
2: man
4: through the
1: entire through game the entire game you can
4: that is wild
1: yeah well yeah well
2: okay well I'm just disappointed in myself. <laughs>
1: well, uh, Matt says with the upcoming or recent, depending on when you read this release of Gotham Knights, I thought it would be a great time to have one of my favorite games of all time and one of the few I've ever 100% completed. That's like Whoa, 400 yeah. plus collectibles. Yeah. Arkham oh, yeah. City as That's the 20 a Questions game. So thank you, Matt.
2: I, I think. Generally, moving forward, we should stop trying to get a decade right away. I think the question should be, was this game released in this century?
1: No, the hack is, is this from the 70s, 80s, 90s, or 2000s? (laughs) All right. Uh, We all need to go. So that's all the scoops we have this week. Uh, Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Colin. Uh, Remember, you can get in touch with us at uh, gamescoop at IGN.com if you have 20 questions, suggestions, or you can just send us 20 questions and maybe we'll answer them over 20 episodes. Um, (laughs) We will. uh, uh, I've already said thank you to everybody. So now I can just say this has been Game Scoop. We're out.